came from the 508 and 508 Red present Beneath the Red Umbrella. civilization. But what happens when that comfort becomes too comfortable? What happens when you can't come back from it? What happens when that isolation, no matter how serene, becomes a prison? Eleanor stared at the door tears glazing her blue eyes over as they ran down her cheeks in rivers. Sunlight cascaded through the bay window, reflecting at her from a large glass sculpture. It danced around her immaculately clean living room like a disco ball. It should have been blinding, but Eleanor didn't flinch. She didn't blink. She stared at the front door and cried. Oh, this is fucking ridiculous. Let me in. Just leave them on the porch, please. Stephanie grew impatient and walked in front of the bay window. Eleanor recoiled from the window, blocked her eyes in terror. Stephanie lifted the grocery bags she held in her hands up, displaying them for Eleanor. Do you want to eat or not? Eleanor darted out of sight behind the door. Her eyes closed tightly, squeezing the tears out even faster. She could hear Stephanie moving toward her again, her jaw clenched, locking her teeth in a heavy grind. Her messy brown hair hung in front of her face like a mass, a shield from the dangers beyond the door. Please leave the bags, Stephanie. Stephanie dropped the bags onto the porch with a light thud. She sighed sorrowfully and began to walk away as she called out to her sister. You can't keep this up, you know. It's been six months already. You and Jess can't just stay inside forever. It's endemic now. The CDC's latest report says the risk of infection is still between 35 and 45 percent. If we go out now... If you go outside now? What? I'm outside and I'm fine Eleanor crept to the porthole-sized window in her front door, easing one of her clear blue eyes over it to look outside. She looked just enough 
see Stephanie's matching blue eyes staring back, with a ring of pulsating cysts oozing over it. Eleanor winced and screamed. You're lying! Stephanie sighed again and walked back down the steps of her porch. Just call Dr. Altman, please. Eleanor stepped away from the door and paced her living room in rage. She waved her bony hands around, gesturing to someone. My own sister, lying to me! She wants to infect you. A voice slithered from the dark hallway, leading away from the living room to Eleanor as she paced back and forth. She turned and greeted it as naturally as one would greet their husband. They all do. Liars! All of them! It's not safe out there, but they don't care! They'll just keep going until we're sick. And that's why we must stay inside. I won't let them get us sick. No matter what. Eleanor turned and looked at the computer desk sitting in the corner of her living room. The monitor ignited in a splash of white light as a video call continuously rang. It read Dr. Altman. Eleanor sat down at the desk and tied her messy brown hair into a tight bun. She wiped the leftover tears from her face and faked her best smile before answering the call. Good morning, Doc. A graying, 50-something-year-old man appeared on the screen in front of Eleanor. He shuffled his glasses with his nose as he glared disapprovingly at her. She inspected him through the screen, noticing a single, pulsating pustule bubbling from behind his ear. He can't be trusted. I heard from your sister just now, Eleanor. Eleanor shifted in her seat nervously, looking away from the screen. She attempted to brush it off. Oh? How is she? Well, she's concerned. And so am I. Eleanor scoffed impatiently. She shifted in her chair. Her eyes darted around the room nervously. She looked down the hallway for help. But none was to be found. We just don't want to get sick. She was sick. No one is sick anymore, Eleanor. Your sister is fine. It's all right to see people again. I don't believe you. Eleanor. Why would I lie? Eleanor looked to the dark hallway again. Her eyes begged for the voice to give her an answer. Any answer. Dr. Altman stared at her through the computer, observing. After several moments... He asked a question. Has Stephanie spoken to Jeffrey at all? Eleanor froze in place. A chill rose inside her. An electric fear that made every hair in her body stand on end. The name twisted a knot in her stomach so tight she nearly threw up. No. He doesn't want to see anyone. He doesn't want to get sick. Dr. Altman's brow furrowed deeper. He looked at Eleanor through the computer screen with contempt. His eyes beaded and narrow. They became the shape of accusation. Eleanor, this can't continue. I'm going to increase the dosage on your clozapine prescription. 
And if we don't make notable progress soon, we won't have any choice but to consider other options. Eleanor grew furious. She slammed her hands into her desk hard, causing the wood to ring out in a loud clap. He wants to draw you out. The, the hospital again? I'm not going back. I'm not getting sick. Eleanor quickly disconnected the video call before Dr. Altman could respond. She stood up and began pacing the living room again, shaking with rage. They can't take us away. How dare he? How dare he? I need you. I can't leave. I can't leave you here. We, we can't, can't get, get sick. Eleanor's eyes widened in panic as she shot to the side of the door. Chest heaved in deep sways, sucking in more fear with each breath. A voice spoke from behind the door. She crept to look through the porthole window. Hey, uh, Ellen, Jeff, it's uh, Rory from next door. Uh, I just wanted to let you know you guys got some groceries spilled out here. Uh, everything okay? Eleanor choked back her terror. Rory can never keep to himself. Always helping. Always trying to come inside. Her heaving breath slowed. She mustered the calmest uh, voice she could. It's fine, Rory. My, my, my sister left them. I, I just forgot about them. <laughs> Silly me. Um, I could bring them in for you. It's, uh, it's no big deal. It's fine, Rory. Really. I'll get them as soon as you go. Eleanor stared from the side of the door as Rory peered inside. She recoiled in disgust as a pustule erupted from the nose that was already too big for his face. It began to leak infectious fluid, dripping over his upper lip in a thick vein. He's sick. You sure? It's, uh, it's no trouble. Please leave, Rory. I'm just trying to help, Felon. You're sick. Please leave. I'm sick? No, 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 I feel fine. What are you talking about? Please go! Just go! Rory backed away from the door with his hands up in confused frustration. Eleanor stared through the porthole window and the door as Rory walked away, shuffling his heavy frame across the yard. She lamented him messing up the grain of Jeff's perfectly managed turf, then trailed her eyes down to the spilled bags on the porch. Hurry. Eleanor threw the front door open in a heaving arc. She anxiously scrambled to the groceries, pawing over them like some feral thing. She cased the yard intently, her ocean-shaded eyes darting from one side to the other, ensuring the coast was clear. She gathered the groceries back into the bags with fearful speed, as if death itself was looming in wait. She moved in such a hurry, she didn't notice the glass bottle that had rolled behind her. Eleanor fell face first onto the porch. Pain radiated from her foot and traveled up her leg in nightmarish waves, forcing her to scream in agony. She looked down at the river of blood pouring from her foot. A glass shard from the broken bottle had shot clean through it from top to bottom, like a massive arrowhead, tearing through her flesh and tendons. Uh, Ellen, is, uh, is everything alright in there? 
Eleanor saw Rory approaching from across the yard, shuffling side to side at a fast pace. The boils polka-dotted around the thick jowls of his face, oozing with disease. Eleanor tried to stand, but the tsunami of agony radiating from her foot brought her back to the floor. She crawled for the door in terror, dragging her useless appendage behind her. As Rory reached the porch, Eleanor narrowly escaped into the safety of her home, slamming the door shut and leaning hard against it, reaching desperately for the lock to no avail. Don't let him in! Ellen! Hey, Ellen, there's uh, there's blood everywhere out here. Um, what happened? Rory pushed on the door, nudging Eleanor forward. She braced hard on her injured foot to hold the door closed, slamming into the door with her back. The pain was overwhelming. Her head swam from the torture. She closed her eyes to keep the room from spinning, to hold on to the last few strands of consciousness before she passed out. I'm okay, Rory. It's, it's fine. Everything's fine. I just cut my foot on a bottle. Ellen, I think you need stitches. There is a lot of blood here. Um, is Jeff with you? Um, if not, do you need me to take a look at it? Rory pushed on the door. Again, catching her off guard. She slammed backwards again, pushing the glass further through her foot. The sound of tendons ripping filled Eleanor's ears as the white-hot pain tore deeper. She couldn't contain her agony and let out a second ear-splitting scream. Rory stepped back from the door in shock. He rebounded and knocked on the door with haste and concern. Eleanor! Eleanor, please let me help you! No! Rory said something as he walked away from the porch. A sentence that shook Eleanor to her core. I, I'm calling 911. Eleanor rocked slowly against the door in agonized panic. Her blue eyes looked to the darkened hallway. They're coming. No. They'll take us away. No. Eleanor began to crawl down the dark hallway toward the voice. We'll get sick. No. We won't get sick. Stephanie's sedan screeched to a halt in front of Eleanor's home. Rory bounded toward her in a fast shuffle as she exited the car on the front lawn. She greeted Rory as he reached her. The boils and pustules covering their faces were gone, as if they were never there. Oh, thank heavens you came. I tried 911, but you know how things have been since the pandemic. Uh, but the police should be here soon. No, thank you for calling me. I've been worried about her since this morning. She was worse than usual. Stephanie began to walk toward the house, across the lawn. It was ragged and overgrown. No one had managed it for weeks, if not months. Rory nervously waited, shuffling his heavy frame from side to side anxiously. Shouldn't we wait for the police? Stephanie did not look back to answer Rory's question. She sauntered into the house, avoiding the pool of blood on the porch as she nudged the door open. 
and stepped inside. Rory nervously shifted his gauge from the street to the house as he waited for the police. He faintly heard Stephanie call out for her sister and her husband from inside the house. He inched curiously toward the front door. His courage was nearly mustered enough to step inside when he heard it begin. The screaming. Rory wiped the sweat from his face and rushed into Eleanor's home, stomping through the blood as he shoved the door out of his way. The smell hanging in the air was atrocious, like food that spoiled weeks ago in the July sun. Rory retched in disgust as he stomped inside, following the blood trails stained into the dusty, unkempt floor and down the dark hallway towards the screams. There he found Stephanie, dropped to her knees, wailing in terror and pain. She knelt in front of two people laying perfectly still in the hallway floor, much too still to be breathing. Two corpses embraced in a lover's grasp. Jeffrey's face stared up at him, bloated and blue. His unblinking eyes had begun to sink into their sockets. The vertical slits on his wrists had long dried and crusted over with coagulated blood. His decomposing body racked with purple shades of rigor from a death that came a long time before. His bloated, purple hands, frozen around a white umbrella, sprayed red with his own blood. To his side, clutching his hand, laid Eleanor, her feet already turning purple with rigor. The glass shard that was once in her foot laid in her hand, cutting its sharp edges into her palm. She looked up at the ceiling peacefully, with a relieved smile frozen into her face for all time. The gash the glass had cut into her throat was the precipice for the ocean of blood that ran down her blouse over the note she had carved into her own chest. Better dead than sick.